Welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast, and I am your host, Melissa. I hope you have your tea and your snacks. We are going to get into some awesome stories and questions. Uh, This episode has a little bit of everything, but before we get into that, I have some business to discuss with you guys. The first thing is we are officially over 30,000 downloads, and I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. Just thank you guys so much for all of your support and listening to the podcast, sharing the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, reviewing, rating, everything, everything that you guys do. Thank you so, so much. The second thing is, I believe I talked about this a little bit, but we are going to really go out for the 50th episode. Our 50th episode, I think, I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to do it as far as numbers go, like if I'm going to say it's 50th part one, part two, part three, or what, but it is going to be a major thing because the podcast will be one year old on October 17th, and this is episode 49, so we have so many different things to celebrate. We can celebrate Halloween, we can celebrate my favorite month of October, we can celebrate that the podcast is going to be one year old, I've been doing this for a full year. And episode 50. So, of course, we have to have numerous parts of this in the Discord group. And if you are interested in joining the Discord group, it is in the show notes. The links for everything for the podcast is in every episode's show notes. So, you should be able to see that on your podcast player, whichever one you use, and also on the main website. I mean, everything's right there on the main page. So, you don't have to really go looking for it. But the Discord group has given me some ideas. I'll make a post on all of my social media and just kind of get all the ideas that I have, put them together and make some awesome episodes. But one of the episodes that I want to do is a live episode. It would be our first ever live episode. I already have the streaming down. I actually used to stream games, so I I have all of that down and that's no concern to me. I am trying to figure out how to do live calls because I would love to be able to, first off, have some stories to read. Obviously, if you have one you want to share or you want us to talk about something, please send it to thehauntedride.com or send it to my email address at thehauntedride at gmail.com and I'll be happy to read it on the show, especially for our 50th. But I would also love to be able to take some calls on the phone. Once the episode is clearly done, then I will post it on the podcast. Right now, the day that I'm looking at doing it is on October 31st, and I'm looking at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm thinking about 3. I know it might be a little bit hard if someone's at work to call in, but I'm thinking 3 o'clock because of the fact that a lot of people do have kids. They may want to think about Halloween, uh, trick-or-treating, things like that. They're not really going to have time to call in. My other idea is actually to have it a little bit earlier on October 31st at 1 p.m., And so that way, for some people, if they want to call in during lunch or stuff like that, they can. And also it won't get in anyone's way who's going to go trick-or-treating with their kids or however you celebrate Halloween. That's my idea, but it is going to be on Halloween. I think that is the best tribute I can make to everything that is this podcast and everything that I am is to have it on that day. But as we get more details and we get a little bit closer, I will let you guys know. Also, 
I probably in about a week or so, you're going to start seeing tarot card readings come up on the website as a service. Reason being because I finally did some personal ones to our Patreon members and it just felt so good. I love using my tarot cards. I love them to pieces and I just really want to be able to offer that to everybody. And so if that's something that you would like to do, head on over to the website and I'll probably have that up, like I said, in about a week or two. Now to get into the stories we have, we have someone who had a negative experience with tarot cards. We have somebody who asked a question about celebrity ghosts. We also have a story that was sent to me because of last week's episode with Drew from the ghost train. They experienced having a spirit who was really strong in their their home and how it kind of left that hole in them and, and that kind of hole that needs to be filled. So without further ado, we will get into our normal promo and then we will get into the episode. So I will talk to you guys shortly. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Are you in desperate need of advice, but maybe your problems are too strange, too scary, and too shameful for the average advice show? We are the Carol Sisters, hosts of the paranormal and true crime advice show, Dear Murder Street, and we are here to help. Do you suspect that your very shy and polite neighbor may, in fact, be a serial killer? Is there a ghost in your bedroom watching you change? Were you catfished by someone who turned out to be a very sad, very lonely extraterrestrial? Call and leave a message at 845-418-6681 or write to us at dearmurderstreet at gmail.com. Visit dearmurderstreet.com for more information and find us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. Our first story is by Carol Phillips. Carol is our latest Patreon member. She actually, I don't really want to go into it in case it's something that she wants to keep private, but she and her husband has been a huge help to the show, and I truly appreciate the both of them. I'm very excited to read this story. I pre-read it before, and uh, she did say, you know, hey, you know, in case you want to read it on the podcast, and I said, you know, yeah, I think I should, especially because we're talking about tarot card readings and having those on the show. And when I read through the story, I thought it was a beautiful way of depicting how people can view tarot cards as being negative or having negative experience with tarot cards, which is actually something Carol experienced. Hi, Melissa. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thank you so much, Carol. I started listening over the summer and have finally caught up now. Oh, my goodness. Which means you listen to all the older episodes. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. I know that you use tarot cards regularly, and I am interested to get your take on a negative experience I had with them. You're welcome to share the story on your show if you choose. When I was 14, I bought a deck of tarot cards with a book about how to use them. I didn't know at all what I was doing. I spent a lot of time handling the cards and trying to form a connection with them as the book had advised me to do. The reason I think the cards or my use of them is responsible for what happened next is because the cards were the only thing that had changed. I had a bedroom in the basement. One night, shortly after starting to use the cards, I had just laid down to sleep when I heard someone walking down the stairs very slowly. I thought maybe a friend of mine was sneaking in because if it were my mom, she wouldn't have been so hesitant and would have turned on a light. I called out hello and got no response, so I thought I was imagining it. I started trying to sleep again and the footsteps started again. This time, I froze in fear, laying perfectly still in my bed, wondering if someone had broken into the house. The door to my bedroom opened and I heard a super creepy, raspy voice right in my ear saying, Carol, wake up. Wake up, Carol. I jumped up and there was no one there. I ran upstairs to my mother's room and asked to sleep with her because I was far too afraid to sleep in my own bed after that. I slept in my mom's bed for the next three months. 
We are a Christian family. When I told my mom what happened, she asked me if I had been messing with something I shouldn't have been messing with. I told her about the cards and she made me throw them away. And she had her church friends lay their hands on me and pray for me and pray to cleanse our home. I didn't have any issues in the house before or after that. I avoided tarot cards after that because I was afraid they opened the door that I wanted to keep closed. However, having listened to your podcast and knowing that you use them on a regular basis, I am wondering if you think I was doing something wrong with them to cause that to happen or if you think it's possible they were unrelated. It's funny to me that you avoid Ouija boards the way I avoid tarot cards. <laughs> Although I did use a Ouija board years later and had many negative experiences with that as well. I wouldn't touch one of those now either. I just always put them in the same category. What do you think the difference is? I want to thank you for all the work you put into your show. I can see that you genuinely want to help people and that is awesome. Listening to you reminds me of things I had forgotten about and or closed myself off to. I appreciate you, Carol. Carol, you are awesome. So I actually know. I, I don't think they were unrelated. So let me explain why. Tarot cards, as the book says, are to assist you in forming a connection with your higher self so that you are able to better communicate with your higher self, better communicate to the universe, listen to the messages around you, things like that. Now, the thing though is that when you use any sort of spiritual tool, Ouija board, tarot cards, crystals even, if you're using them in a way to like open yourself up, when you use things, you are trying to say, "Hey, paranormal, I'm over here and I would love to be able to communicate with you a little bit. Now, each one has a different thing. Like crystals, you're not trying to open yourself up to communicate with ghosts necessarily. You're trying to open yourself up to ascend and learn more about your abilities and things like that. But in each of these aspects, you are making your light brighter and you are inviting the paranormal into your space. It can be the same thing with even simply listening to this podcast. That's why there are certain things I won't talk about on the show, because I know that if someone has something going on like that and they don't know what it is, if I talk about that and they hear it, it is going to make it easier for that thing to communicate with them. It's sort of like with the paranormal, it's if you give it an inch, it takes a mile. That's sort of how it works. I think that you didn't have an experience before that because you weren't maybe truly into it and then you were trying and trying and trying and that is what you do with tarot cards. You have to work with tarot cards. Like you have to continuously work at it. You have to continuously figure out how to best describe the meanings of each of these cards to yourself. You have to constantly, you are constantly asking when you use a tarot card or you do a tarot card reading for the universe to give you a sign to give this person or yourself. And that is a connection and that is a paranormal, can be a paranormal connection. If you had paranormal activity in your home or had the ability to, and now you had a door that was completely closed, but now you cracked it open just a little bit. Well, yeah, the paranormal is going to go, oh, wow, look, there's a crack. I'm going right in there. And I feel like that's exactly what happened. So I don't think that the tarot cards necessarily were bad. I think that it just opened up a door and it wasn't a door that you were expecting and that's why it terrified you. Now, as far as the raspy voice telling you to wake up, I have absolutely no idea what the hell that was about. Especially like that and coming down, like it's weird, coming down the stairs and then I don't understand that one. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't understand the raspy voice. I don't understand why it just wanted you to wake up. 
I would think that if it was wanting you to wake up, maybe you were having a bad dream or something like that, and it was trying to protect you. And maybe in protecting you, the only way it could think of was to be creepy enough to terrify you to get you up and away from whatever was affecting you. But if that's the case, then the only thing I could think of is that when you went back to sleep down down in the basement, that it would have just come back unless it really just needed that door. And so when your mom made you throw away your tarot card, when they did the prayer on you and the cleansing on you and, and asked by prayer to cleanse your home, I think that when they did that, they kind of, it was almost like they put sealant around the door just as like an extra protector to make sure it didn't open again. And so similarly, when you then turned around and used the Ouija board, that blew the door open again. So I sort of feel like that's kind of what it is. I think that perhaps even with you, I wouldn't actually be too surprised if you had an ability or an affinity to the, the paranormal and the supernatural. And that's why little things, tarot cards, Ouija board, can really blow you open that widely that you get an experience so quickly. So I hope that helps. And if you would like to share your story about the Ouija board, I know I would love to hear it. The next email that I received to the person who filled this out, you made me laugh so hard. In the first and last name, they put Meow Mix. <laughs> Every time I read that, I just sing the Meow Mix song in my head. So thank you. <laughs> they just had a topic that they wanted to bring up. And the topic was celebrities as spirit guides. Meow Mix asked, can celebrities come back as spirit guides muses? Yes. I think anyone can come back. Now, I also am a very big believer in reincarnation. Just because anybody can come back, I don't think that everybody actually really is available to because we all have lessons to learn. So I think that, yeah, anybody can. I mean, there's people who they've written books saying that someone told them the ending to the book and when you read it, it, it reads just like that person's voice or that person's tone. I, and I know they've been scrutinized quite frequently, but I just tend to believe in people's experiences. And so if you want to say that a spirit or a ghost guided you to finish a book or to write a song or to do anything, then yeah, I believe you. I, I mean, there's quite a few people. I mean, if you think about like Tupac, Biggie, who you say those names and they just like hold their heads down and it's like a moment of silence and grief. And it's like, okay, that person had such a big impact while they were alive. Think about what they could do when they're dead. So I actually, I think it would actually be really nice if they could come back and assist someone or help guide them or be a muse or inspiration to them because they did so much and, and they were so profound when they were here. So it would almost be really nice to have that come back again. But at the same time, everybody has their own growth and, and that is the same with every single spirit. And so I think that in those terms, they're not always just going to be around for that, to be honest with you. I think that sometimes they just need to rest. Uh, I know my grandmother, who is not a celebrity, but as far as this podcast goes and how often I mention her, she kind of is. <laughs> um, uh, for instance, she's still around. Like, she's still around. And I'm talking, I mean, she died 18 years ago. And that woman is still around. Like, she's still floating around. She's still doing her business. She is just guiding her family. And that's what's most important to her. But 
for instance, my great-grandmother, I'm not really sure if she is. I would be honestly surprised if she is. But I shared with you guys an ancestral spirit who is like six or seven greats of my grandmother, and she was here for a little bit, and now she's not. She was only maybe around for like two and a half weeks or so, but it's almost like that energy has cleared out, and so I haven't really investigated into where she's gone, but I wouldn't be too surprised if she kind of just like did her job and that was like the final piece and now she's going to go be incarnated into somebody else and, you know, has healed enough that she can do something else or has healed enough and helped me enough that now I no longer have that ability to call upon her. Somebody else in her family line does or somebody else in her family line can. And our last email to read today is from Julie Perkins. Julie is one of the members of our Discord group, and she's so sweet and so kind. And she, I've actually mentioned her a couple times on here. She's helped quite a couple of times on here. Julie, just thank you. And I believe her daughter is still in the group too. So that's also like really, really fun. And I love, she has so many experiences, so many. So I'm very excited to finally be able to read one on the podcast. My parents owned a mobile home that they allowed my younger brother to live in for a short period of time. He had several drug issues in the past, but had moved on to using meth unbeknownst to us. He had been working with my dad out of state. They were supposed to head to North Carolina for a job that Monday. I received a call from my dad that afternoon once he arrived at the job site. He was unusually serious and told me to contact my brother's best friend and his dad to meet me over there. Under no circumstance was I to go alone or enter the house. He told me he felt my brother was dead, and he didn't want me to walk into that situation. I met Kay and his dad there, scared to death. My brother and I were close, two and a half years apart, but lately had given off some very scary vibes. They began beating on the door, windows and walls, no response. We all noticed the doors and windows were barricaded, which was odd. Kay finally just put his bulk to the door and broke it. They both informed me not to come in until they checked it out. Thankfully, my brother was not dead only out of his mind from coke and meth. I didn't see him, but could hear him screaming his head off and trying to fight his best buddy. Shortly after, Jay disappeared for months. The house was left empty for almost a year. I was finally ready to move into it with my daughters. We did repairs, etc. The whole time, there was a strange, empty, and evil feeling there. My dad spent several hours praying alone to remove whatever was there. He had done it prior to us working on the house, and again when I mentioned that it still felt wrong but like a vibration of the evil. My oldest daughter was scared of the place, but was more comfortable after the second prayer session. We move in, and within a month, I had foot surgery. The girls were at school, and I was in my bed, slightly dozing. I got the shock of my life when suddenly I was punched hard in my right eye. That pissed me off, and my inner Amazon warrior woman blew the fuck up. I'm going to pause here for a second. In the Discord group, we talk a lot about your inner warrior, or how there's just like a force that will take over us sometimes. And it's like, no, you're not going to do this. Or yes, you're going to obey what I say. Or yes, these are the restrictions. Mine comes out a lot. (laughs) Um, We're almost like, when I was younger, I barely ever felt her around. And um, now that I've been doing all my work and stuff like that, I feel her all the time. It's almost like we're merged into the same person. So there are moments when I am like normal and light and joyful and whatever. And if you try to step on the wrong side of me, like, she comes up instantaneously. That's what she's talking about by her inner Amazon warrior woman. 
because it's something we talk about all the time and how if you work on yourself, it's almost like there's two sides of you. And it's like the, the side that's here all the time, who's going through life and who's experiencing things and stuff like that. And then there's like a deeper, stronger, for me, it's more of a benevolent and omniscient feeling and ability in me. And it's very like, this is how it's going to be. And that's it. So that's what she means by Amazon Warrior Woman. I told the traveler that the person he was looking for was not there and to get the fuck out of my house and never come back. <laughs> yes, Julie, yes. You gave me everything I needed in this story when you told it to get the fuck out. <laughs> Thank you. It proceeded to literally stop all the way down the hall, open and slam the door. <laughs> the front door. So basically her little ghost turned into a child. Uh, I'm going to read that again in case it's hard to hear with me laughing. It proceeded to literally stop all the way down the hall, open and slam the front door. I was so angry. I never had time to be scared. I understood at once why my brother had barricaded himself in though. The drugs made him susceptible to this thing. It had been removed by my dad, but apparently decided to make a return visit to see if my brother was there. It was pissed when it discovered me in his former bedroom and psychically punched me. That's when I reached my turning point. I no longer feared that shit. I began protecting my property and setting my boundaries that evil couldn't cross. The whole feel of the place changed from that point on. There was no longer that weird echoing emptiness. My brother was eventually arrested and managed to clean up his life. I'm proud to say he's doing great and no longer has that presence clinging to him. He seems to have the family gift of being able to sense the paranormal, but stays far away now. Hope I've caught all the typos and have been clear in the process of telling the story. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. Thank you so much for this podcast and your down-to-earth approach. Much love to you. Julie. 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 As always, you give me the best story. She really does. But yeah, this story is very similar to Drew's. I mean, uh, and his brother. I mean, clearly there was something there, just as you said, it was there and it was messing with him. And I'm sure that as he continued with drugs, and, and I, I'm sure, you know, if he managed to clean up his life, it wouldn't surprise me if this thing, as it was clinging to him and wanting to get him, did kind of convince him to take drugs and stuff like that. I mean, if you are more paranormally inclined and you hear voices and you think things like that, like, what are, what vices are you going to turn to? If you don't know what's going on around you, you're hearing voices, you're seeing things. And let's say you go and you talk to somebody and they, they don't give you advice or they tell you you need to take medication. And then the medication gets expensive and, and then you don't take it anymore. And so then what would you turn to? I mean, the thing is, like, ghosts can tell you scary shit. I mean, we saw that even in Carol's story where the ghost told her just to wake up Carol. That seems normal. Sure. Now, if a person comes up to me and said, wake up, Melissa. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> so that's just a person, much less you don't see anything, but you hear its voice. And then spirits will make you feel things. They will make you feel dread. They will make you feel different things. So it wouldn't surprise me if the spirit was partially responsible for him having drugs, or maybe he had the drugs and then the spirit was just like, hey, I'm going to come on in here. I'm just happy that your brother's better. That must have been a really, really difficult time, especially when I read the part about your dad, I actually had to re-record it a couple times because to have an overwhelming feeling that your child is dead, that is, I don't know, when I, when I read that, that just hit me hard. 
I, I can't even explain to you why it did. It just did. And so I'm really happy he was wrong, but I'm sure that if he didn't call and, you know, have everybody go over, that might have been the case. So I'm so happy that he listened and he called and that you guys and your family, they're so like spiritually inclined and so paranormally inclined. And I love that you guys actually have figured out what your boundaries are and how comfortable you are with things. Just like you said with your brother, like he knows that he can sense it. But he's like, I'm done. <laughs> and I don't blame him. It's very, very easy to open a door to the paranormal. It's so easy. And both Carol and Julie's stories, that is very clearly what the, what happened is a door open. And, and it's so simple. So I'm just happy with all the stories that in their own way, they dealt with whatever was going on. There was a completion to the story that person's getting better. I really love that that was the common theme in all these stories. So I hope that you guys liked the episode. The thing that I actually really want to share with you that I learned, and I love that it opened right to this page. Every year, normally, I will do a birthday spread on the day of my birthday. I did it with my fairy card deck, and I will write everything down to see what sort of stage I am in with the, with the cards, where I am, what I've learned. Just it's fun to see. So I had gone through a whole bunch of stuff. And I also want to say, like, I wrote this on June 17th of 2019. I just looked at it again today. I don't stare at it. I don't check at it like every day. But I was going through and doing some stuff yesterday as far as tarot cards go. And I happened to flip to the page and I was like, oh, my God, there's so much of this that's true. I got to learn, you know, I got a card that represented myself, which was the Queen of Wands which was really awesome because <laughs> it's a really nice card. I got what stands in my way. This is actually the one of the biggest things that I actually really wanted to. When I turned to this page, it was actually exactly where my eyes went to. And it was the Eight of Pentacles reversed, which is what stands in my way is my self-improvement and that I'm too strict on myself. And I have always had a problem with that. I mean, it's gotten better, but I have always had a problem with that. And that is something that I do find. And, and I am more aware of it now than I think I've ever been in my whole life. Like I've known it's been there, but the changes I've made to it is so amazing to me. Another one that was really interesting when I saw it was my relationships and emotions was celebrating a goal quietly, harmony, balance, acceptance, and a breakdown with family, which if you guys listened to the last couple episodes, you know, that's true. I didn't know anything about that. Again, I wrote this in June. The breakdown didn't happen until September. But one of the most important ones to me was something that actually I noticed the other day. And so I thought it was really funny when I saw it here on the tarot card reading I did in June because it wasn't really applicable then. And it was when it comes to career and work and finances, I got the strength card, which is courage, influence, compassion persuasion, determination, inner strength, personal power, and perseverance. The other day, this this week has actually been like a little stressful for me this week and last week because I got some new things that I ended up helping out with that I normally wouldn't. And they took a lot of my time away from what I would normally do. And so that was weird for me because I was just like, well, normally I would have done this. Like normally I would have been finished with this. What's going on? I was like, well, remember you have this like new task. And I'm happy for the new task. It's just that I wasn't expecting it. 
And it came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. On Friday, actually, I ended up with a crowd of people around my desk. I mean, literally, like my desk was encircled with people. And I was in the middle. And I was like dictating. And I was like, okay, you know, I get what you're saying, but like this and blah, 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 blah. And like, let's look at this example and so on. And all it was, was we were trying to figure out why something happened. It wasn't even mine. It was somebody else's. But they came to me, they asked me, then the other person came from the other other way. And then another person came from somewhere else and someone else came from somewhere else. And I remember thinking about myself in that moment and going, you're the peacekeeper. That's what you are. Now, I think it's, I think the reason why that really hit me in that moment was because I've always been a peacekeeper. I've always been the mediator. I've always been the person to bring calmness typically to a situation or express calmness in a situation. That's not strange or weird or different for me. That's not it. But I've never done it quite the way I did it on Friday with having literally five people around me and them all like one person actually came up and she's like, why is there a war zone going on around your desk? And she said that to me and I was in the center and I just looked at everybody and I realized that, yeah, it was a war zone, but I was the sole factor of peace there. And that had taken everybody's levels and brought them down steadily and steadily and steadily. And I don't think I've ever stopped to really look at the fact that I do that and how amazing and different and strange that is. (laughs) Because most of the time, if you've got, you know, five people who are It wasn't even that they were arguing, they were all riled up about how the situation happened and how to get a fix. And so they were stuck in that, okay, well, I have no way to explain how this is occurring. And so they came to me to say, do you know something about this? How would you explain it? How would you do this? How would you, et cetera. Because of that, I was in the position where I could be the peacekeeper, where I could be like, I see what you're saying, but this is the explanation. Like, this is what happened. This is what occurred. And... I don't know. It's, I've never seen myself like that before. I, I never, or let me take that back. I never noticed I do that so effectively before until that moment. And we got it all taken care of. Everybody left with like, literally, I watched them do it a sigh of relief. Like everybody felt so relieved afterwards. And I was like, Melissa, you did that. I never stop and look at how I influence or affect other people. I just try to do it in the best, most positive way and most positive light. I never look at it or pat myself on the back of it or think anything about it. It's kind of like, okay, great. Like that's it. And I don't, I don't, I don't look at anything like that, but this was the first time I did. I really made a difference today. I really affected all these people. And what was so even better for me was There were times previously where I've done that and I've like maybe thought about it later on, but I was so tired and so exhausted and I felt so drained. But this time I didn't. I had like my own, like, I still felt like me. I still felt good. I still felt energetic after the whole thing. And it was just a reminder of how far I've come, I think, and how grateful that I have to be for myself too, that in doing that, I can really praise and be grateful and feel wholesome about so many of decisions I've made and so many of the things I've said and how I think about things and how I react and how I move forward. And I would like to embody all of you guys with that. Like, look at how you deal with things in the world. And I think sometimes that we think we don't have an influence on others. We don't affect somebody else. If somebody's walking down the street that we don't do anything to them, like they're just walking down the street, we have nothing to do with them. But we actually change people's lives numerous times a day. 
And I'm talking about hundreds of people. If you drive carefully, right? And somebody could have almost gotten in a car accident, but you you prevented it because you slammed on your brakes or you were paying attention or something like that. That person behind you, that affects them because they're going to be like, oh my God, look, like this almost happened. If they get to work, they might talk about that with somebody and talk about that with somebody else. Now that person, when they're driving, they're going to drive a little bit more carefully. It sounds like a topic or sounds like a thought process where you're reaching, but you're really not. It happens every day. Each person, you have a surrounding circle. You have your family, your friends, you have your own thoughts. And that person has a surrounding circle and their family and their friends and their own thoughts. You are influencing and affecting those people. You are doing something. You are changing how they they think about their day. And so sometimes you have to sit down and, and realize that you do have a place in the world. And I know sometimes it's really hard to think about. For a really long time, it was hard for me to believe that I had a place in the world. I knew I had a purpose, but I didn't know I had a place. And I think my place is as a role as a peacekeeper. Not only do I accept that role, I feel so happy about it and so excited about it. And it feels so good to me. And I know that there are plenty of other people who could have in that situation done what, what I did. But could they have done it the way that I did? No. Could they have said the same things I did? No. Would they have thought the same way as I did? No. Would they have experienced it the same way I did? No. Why? Because that was me. And no one else around here is me. It's like no one else around you is you. You are the only person there. And so you have to, and just like my little book here said, one of the things my book here said is that I needed to make sure that I wasn't too strict or hard on myself. And you have to stop looking at all the times that you think you failed or you faltered or you haven't done well enough or that you are just like one little peon and you can't affect anything and turn around and say, oh, actually, no, I do. And when you get to that, my hope for you is that you feel as happy and as excited and as good about it as I did in that moment. So I hope that you guys have a good day and a good night. Take care. Be safe. Love yourselves and love others. And as we always like to say, Don't let the ghost get you. Bye.